0: Wednesday, July 5th, 2017, here on the Patriots Beat Podcast. We've got a ton of stuff to cover. We are T minus three weeks away from Patriots training camp. We're going to talk about training camp as a whole today, the layout, the structure of how the practices are going to be set up over the first couple weeks. And we are also going to get into our unit breakdown series. We're going to start by looking at the special teams unit, namely Steven Gustowski. Will he be able to improve on his off year last year? Will. Special teams contributors like Matthew Slater and Nate Ebner continue to have strong seasons. And will the newcomers be able to adapt and play on the special teams unit? All that and more here on the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Media. This is Larry H. Russell speaking on behalf of the network, thanking you once again for downloading the Patriots Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now, on to another edition of Patriot's Beat. Take it away, Harris. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Patriot's Beat podcast, episode number 201 here on CLNS Media Network. My name is Michael longi welcome to everybody hope you had a great Fourth of July weekend great Fourth of July day. We are T minus three weeks 22 days exactly away from Patriots training camp. July 27th we now have the date. July 27th is when camp opens it's on a Thursday. there'll be an open practice sometime in the nine o'clock hour we know free and open to the public it all starts in 22 days. So we've got a lot to cover over the next few weeks uh, here on CLNS Media's Patriots Beat Podcast. We're going to start doing some unit breakdowns this week. We're going to take a look at the special teams unit as a whole. We're going to look at different aspects of the special teams unit, namely Steven Gustowski. Is he going to be able to rebound from his off year last year, Uh, a year that none of us had ever seen from him before, uh, that really started back two years ago in the 2015 AFC Championship game is really when his his kind of inconsistent streak started. So is he going to be able to rebound from that? Is he going to be able to come back and have another consistent, great, all-pro year like he is capable of having? Uh, Ryan Allen, great punter. The, the Patriots are pretty much all set in that category as long as he can continue to do that. Cyrus Jones. We need to talk about Cyrus Jones a little bit. Is he going to be able to make an impact on this team and stay on the roster, frankly? I mean, the only way he's going to be able to contribute is on special teams, so we're going to have to see that out of him. Um, We're going to talk about a couple other things. Matthew Slater, Nate Ebner, guys like that. We're going to take a look at the special teams unit as a whole. Um, Next week, we'll look at defense. The week after that, offense. And then uh, we'll be ready for a great training camp preview. And Then we'll be able to roll right into it. July 27th, we are at... Training camp. So it's it's time. Football is, is almost upon us. So uh, let's get right into it. As I mentioned, training camp obviously was announced. July 27th is the day that camp opens. There'll be practices uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of that week. So the 27th through the 30th, all practices will be free and open to the public down at Gillette Stadium. Uh, with an added thing, if you go out, I would suggest personally going on July 29th, which I believe is a Saturday. Um, because after practice, you go to practice, you check it out. You can also go to over to Patriot Place and check out the Patriots Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Raymond Claiborne will be inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame at noon in a free public ceremony at Patriot Place. So that would be a great thing to go see uh, if you're a fan of the old Patriots, the Raymond Claiborne back in the 80s. If not, you still want to go, check out the practice. You'll be able to see a great... Uh, induction ceremony and things like that, I'm sure you'll see a bunch of famous uh, Patriot players of old there as well. So also announced by the Patriots over the past couple weeks have been the joint practices. Uh, The Patriots, as you all know, for the past few years have been doing joint practices with a couple different teams. Uh, Namely, they've been doing with uh, with the New Orleans Saints a lot. know, Bill Belichick and Sean Payton have a good relationship. They've been doing a lot of joint practices. Uh, So this year, the Patriots will have joint practices with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. So, the Jaguars will play the Patriots on August 10th in the preseason opener for both teams. And the joint practice will take place on August 7th and August 8th. Uh, the, They'll they play the Texans the next week on August 19th. I believe it's a Saturday. And then the on August 15th and 16th will be the joint practices. Now, the Jaguars' joint practices don't, you know, really intrigue me that much. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the Jaguars roster. I'm not sure they really have. They have some good wide receivers. They'll be able to maybe test out uh, this new cornerback duo of Stephon Gilmore and Malcolm Butler. That'd be nice. But as a whole, the Jacksonville Jaguars don't pose much of a threat as a team. Now, the Houston Texans, on the other hand, are a totally different story. Uh, I know, yes, the Patriots rolled over the Houston Texans in the playoffs last year, but that was a Houston Texans team that did not have a quarterback. And while technically they still don't have a quarterback because Deshaun Watson is a rookie and he hasn't played a single snap, he hasn't taken a snap in a, in a game in any capacity as a professional. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, that Deshaun Watson has even a decent year. Uh, think maybe like a Robert Griffin III year back in, what was it, 2011 when he was drafted, his rookie year when he won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, let's just say, for example, maybe he doesn't win offensive rookie of the year. Maybe we say Deshaun Watson has an average year as a rookie, which means he's a pretty good quarterback. He's above uh, mediocre, right? This Houston Texans defense is good enough, as we saw, for them to get to the playoffs on the back of just the defense in a terrible quarterback situation. Let's just say for the sake of argument that Deshaun Watson gives them that much-needed spark at quarterback and this Houston Texans team is an actual playoff threat. Now they're not a threat to go win the Super Bowl or anything like that. Let's not go crazy. But the Texans are, you know, in as good a position as any other team in the AFC I would imagine besides obviously the Patriots. But I mean, how much how much better are the Kansas City Chiefs than the Houston Texans? How much better are you know, the Denver Broncos honestly than the than the than the Houston Texans. What do the Denver Broncos have on offense? You know what I'm saying? So the Houston Texans, if they have a a decent quarterback situation, can be a really good team this year. So it's going to be really interesting to see the Patriots go up against them, a team that is coached by a former Patriots coach in Bill O'Brien, which I think that's probably the reason why this joint practice is happening, because they all know each other. They all kind of know what they're going to do. They're running the same system. They can really control the environment between the two teams. So, but still, I mean, these two teams played each other in the playoffs last year. They could very well play each other in the playoffs again this year. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, the Jaguars, they're whatever. They're a bunch of, you know, average Joes out there. They're not going to make the playoffs probably this year. And they really don't have a shot to make the playoffs over the next couple years. Now, the Texans do. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see that joint practice take place. Again, that'll be August 15th and 16th before the preseason game on August 19th. It's kind of unfortunate that that is the second preseason game which means really nobody's gonna be playing nobody of of consequence you know nobody you would see in the regular season really um, because I mean they don't take really any snaps in the second preseason game so but still uh, it'll be interesting to hear the reports come out of that week of practice and things like that so uh, those are the things that were announced for training camp as again training camp starts on July 27th first preseason game is August 10th so we on July 5th right now, are just over one month away from actual Patriots football on the field. Granted, it's preseason, but still, it is Patriots football on the field. We'll be doing a post-game show in just over a month. So, uh, it's very exciting. The Patriots about to get started. Now, considering they're about to get started, let's talk about... uh, The special teams unit. We're going to start doing unit breakdowns, as I mentioned before. This week will be special teams. Next week, uh, with Alex Barth, our new contributor, who will be hosting the show next week, he'll be breaking down the defense for you guys. And then I'll be back the week after that, breaking down the offense. So, lots of stuff to cover. Uh, Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll start talking about uh, some of the guys that are going to be standout special teams players yet again this season. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference in your food, so it's important to know where those ingredients come from. I know for me personally, having a pretty fast-paced lifestyle and always being on the go, it's sometimes hard for me to find time to get to the store and shop. And even when I can get there, sometimes, frankly, it's hard to afford those quality ingredients. But that's where Blue Apron comes in. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals so they only set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. So whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, just to name a few, Blue Apron is simply bringing you the best. New recipes are created weekly and they're not repeated within a single calendar year, so you're always getting something new and exciting. You can even customize your recipes for each week based on your preferences and choose a delivery option that fits your needs. And the best part, each meal comes with step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe cards and pre-portioned ingredients, and all can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. Again, that's blueapron.com patriots to get your first three meals for free with free shipping. That's blueapron.com slash patriots. Blue Apron a better way to cook. All right, we are back here on the Pages Beat Podcast talking special teams for the New England Patriots this year. Patriots always have one of the most consistent, highest-ranked special teams units in all of football, and it, it appears like they're going to have another unit like that again this year. A lot of guys returning to this unit that were great players last year. Obviously, Matthew Slater, first-team All-Pro last year. Nate Ebner led the league in special teams tackles with 19 played in the Olympics as a rugby player and was a second-team All-Pro in the NFL. So, I mean, there you go right there. Two really good special teams players who were recognized league-wide. And then you have other special teams players who aren't necessarily recognized league-wide, but we all know are great special teams guys. Brandon Bolden, uh, Brandon King, uh, guys like that. Really good players on the special teams unit. And that's not even talking about the punter, who is one of the top punters in the league, and the kicker, who, although he did not have a good year last year, we'll talk about that in a little bit, he is one of the better kickers in all of football. So it's, it's, it, there's a lot to be excited about. And then at the same time, there's this kind of cloudy area where we're talking about who returns kicks, who returns punts. Because you don't want Julian Edelman out there returning punts anymore. That's not that's not something that you want. With the addition of Brandon Cooks, would he be a guy that you would be willing to put back there to return punts? I don't I don't really know about that. Now the guy you would think would be Cyrus Jones, but I mean Cyrus Jones was terrible last year. He was abysmal last year returning kicks he was invisible doing anything last year he could they, they had to take him off the field he just he was a liability out there so I guess let's start right there Cyrus Jones it is time for you to put up or shut up at this point this is this is going to be because you're not going to be able to make an impact on defense I was thinking maybe at the when he was drafted last year I figured okay he's going to come in this year There's a a couple guys in front of him on the cornerback depth chart. He's going to be able to make an impact on special teams because we all heard he's a really great special teams player. I watched him in college. He returned kicks and punts in college, and he was great at it. And so we said, okay, well, maybe he's going to make an impact on special teams to start his career, have a really solid rookie season, maybe not play too much corner, but get his name out there as a good special teams player and all that earnest spot. And then next year, when, I mean, at the time we were all thinking, well, maybe you're going to lose uh, Malcolm Butler. You're definitely going to lose Logan Ryan because he's a free agent. Maybe uh, Cyrus Jones could be able to step in and be the, the the nickel corner or even the second corner and and, and really take a, sp- a spot in his second season. And then all of a sudden, Cyrus Jones has a terrible season on special teams, barely sees the field as a corner. When he does, he gets burned to smithereens I mean he was he was awful at corner last year as well and then they went out this year and kept Malcolm Butler and signed Stefan Gilmore to a huge contract so there's your top two corners and then Eric Rowe had a pretty good year last year at corner so he's your your nickel guy and then Justin Coleman is still on the team so Cyrus Jones at this point is the fifth corner on the team second round pick the top pick in the deflate gate draft it's the fifth corner on the depth chart and really probably the third punt returner and the third kick returner on the depth chart so this is his this is his only chance right here he's going to there's a good chance that he won't even make this roster if you if you think about it i mean look at a guy like Jonathan Jones who was a rookie as well last year same class also a corner played i believe at auburn it was unbelievably fast and had a fantastic year on special teams especially you know covering kicks and making tackles and stuff like that he's really fast and he's a great player like that he's a guy who might even be the fifth corner on the depth chart in terms of you know like cyrus jones might be behind him considering the impact each one has on special teams I think Bill Belichick would keep Jonathan Jones on the roster ahead of Cyrus Jones at, at this point in time. Which is not good for Cyrus Jones. Like I said, a second round pick. The top pick in the draft two years ago by the Patriots. Um, this is not what they expected. I can I can almost guarantee you this is not what they expected with Cyrus Jones. Uh, with him probably needing to fight for a roster spot in his second season in the NFL. Um, But, I mean, that's what happens when you play on a great football team. This team is unbelievably stacked with talent. And, you know, it's never more apparent when you kind of look at it like we just did and say, okay, well, Cyrus Jones, who was a top draft pick, a guy that they invested all this time and money in and figured this guy's going to be great for us, and he can't even crack the field as a special teamer. So, I am this is his chance. He's going to have to have an unbelievable training camp this year, probably on special teams and on defense. And he's going to have to show that he has enough talent to stay on this team. And even if he does stay on this team, it's not like he's going to see the field again. He, he He's the fifth corner at best right now. How many times do you ever have five corners on the field at the same time? You don't, you just don't. That's not how it works. So, Uh, He's a guy who's probably not going to see the field much at all unless on special teams, and that's if he can hold on to the football and actually make something happen out there and not look like a deer in headlights. So that's going to be a really big storyline to watch over the course of this training camp and the first few preseason games uh, because he's going to get a lot of playing time in those preseason games when nobody plays, right? He's going to get a lot of time probably in the first and second preseason games and really have an opportunity to prove that he belongs on this team. And look, they drafted a couple more corners this year. And uh, picked up a couple undrafted free agents this year that are corners. And like I mentioned, you've got Gilmore and Butler as your as your main duo. The, probably the best cornerback duo in the league. And then you've got Eric Rowe, who had a solid season last year at nickel. As a big nickel corner. And then Justin Coleman as well. So, I mean, you've got guys who... Have experience NFL experience on the field playing corner firmly ahead of Cyrus Jones, which means you're probably not going to see the field unless there's an injury or unless you really, really, really make a splash this training camp. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, He definitely, I mean, I'm sure they're going to give him an opportunity. Like I said, he is a second round pick. They're going to give him an opportunity. It's just a matter of what what can he do with it? Can he can he make something happen? Because I think this is probably the year. This is put up or shut up year for cyrus jones so we'll see um guys who don't need to put up or shut up um are guys like matthew slater and nate ebner who run this special teams unit on both kick coverage and kick returns and you know i gotta say There's probably not two better guys to have on your special teams unit than a guy like Matthew Slater and a guy like Nate Ebner. Nate Ebner, who led the league in special teams tackles last year, and Matthew Slater, who I believe was fourth in special teams tackles last year. Um, So uh, Matthew Slater, as we know, has been an all-pro multiple times over. This was uh, Nate Ebner's first time as an all-pro. And Nate Ebner made it to the Olympics last year as a rugby player, missed training camp last year while at the Olympics in Rio, came back and led the league in special teams tackles with 19. Now that is, if that's not impressive to you, nothing should impress you, because that is unbelievable. But, you know, guys like that who make up the backbone of this team, uh, this special teams unit, also guys like Brandon King, who I mentioned, Brandon Bolden, who I mentioned, guys who pretty much are, you know, primarily, if not only, special teams players. I mean, Brandon Bolden very rarely gets the ball as a running back, only if there's severe injuries, and even this year, if we looked at the the running back depth chart, which we look, at, which we'll look at in a couple weeks when we do the offense. I mean, there's no way Brandon Bolden sees the field as a running back. So I mean, he's just he's going to be a special teams guy, and he's great at that. Brandon King, who you know was supposed to be you know a, a, a really good safety coming out of college, never really panned out as, as a safety, but is an unbelievable special teams player. And you know those are the guys that you need on your team if you're going to make plays on special teams which in turn will help you win games and win championships, which is what this team does. So, I mean, it all works together. But, um, yeah, I guess it's time to move on to the kicking. Let's move on to the kicking. Let's look at, we'll start with Ryan Allen, because I want to spend some time on Steven Gostowski in a minute. But Ryan Allen, who had a really good year last year, averaged just under 45 yards per punt uh, on 72 punts last year. It was 44.7 yards per punt. Really good touchback ratio. If uh, you guys remember that game back in, I, th- I believe it was week three. The game against Houston. Um, when the Patriots really weren't, uh, even though they won the game handily, they really weren't moving the ball that well for a while. Um, Ryan Allen had seven punts in that game. And it, it was also a factor that you know the Patriots just had the ball so many times that Ryan Allen ended up with seven punts in the game. And he averaged over 49 yards per punt and down the ball inside the 20 every single time he punted the ball in that game. He ended up winning Special Teams Player of the Week that week. And uh, I remember watching the game just being like, oh my god, Ryan Allen is just unbelievable. He is really, really good at pinning the ball inside the 20. Uh, the lefty punter, he's got the weird spin on the ball when he kicks it. It, it hits the ground and just dies. It's it's really, it's really crazy to watch. Um, but, I mean, he's ready to have another great year this year. No reason to believe that he won't. Um, that is a crucial part of this, this Patriots special teams attack because, as I mentioned with guys like Matthew Slater, uh, guys like Jonathan Jones, these really, really fast players who can just are gunners and can run up the field, Ryan Allen can knock that ball inside the 20, inside the 10, and these guys can get down there in time and, and stop it it's all I mean, it's all about field position. Ryan Allen helps you win the field position battle, which, again, helps you win games, which will eventually help you win championships, which is what this team does, right? So, I mean, Ryan Allen, crucial part of the special teams unit, and he's solid. I mean, I, I thought he could have been a pro bowler last year. He wasn't. I thought he could have been. You know, Maybe if he had averaged a little bit more in net yards per punt, 44.7, maybe a little low uh, distance-wise. I know a couple guys uh, averaged close to 50, 47, 48 yards per punt. So, But still, I thought Ryan Allen had an unbelievable year last year in terms of uh, downing the ball inside the 20, uh, helping the Patriots win the field position battle in pretty much every game they played. At which, you know, in turn led to a 14-2 and record. And in turn, you know, he, he had a couple really big punts in the playoffs that ended up pinning teams deep. Um, he had a couple big punts in the Super Bowl that pinned the, the Falcons deep and had them you know, force them to keep throwing the ball. And we all know what happened in that game. So uh, he's going to have to have another great year in order to help the Patriots continue to be one of the top special teams units in the league. Um. Which brings me to Steven Gostowski. Steven Gostowski had an off year last year, to say the least. Uh, If we looked at his career stats on like pro football reference, you look at him, and for the first seven years of his career, he was 100% from uh, kicking extra points. Uh, And I believe he was at 93% total. as a, as a field goal kicker. Now, granted extra points back then were still coming from the two yard line. They've now obviously been moved back to the, uh, 30. So, uh, it's a 33 yard field goal as opposed to a, you know, what is it? A 15 yard field goal or whatever that used to be. Now that has contributed to Steven Gaskowski who missed three extra points last year, still 93.9%. But it was very, very odd to see him miss those extra points. And then he was even worse on field goals. He only kicked 84% field goals last year, 27 for 32. When you look at it, you're like, oh, well, he only missed five field goals. But, I mean, he he doesn't miss any field goals. He, he was missing no kicks back uh, in, in the first you know six, seven years of his career. He wasn't missing any kicks at all. And then 2015 AFC Championship game, he misses that big kick. And I, I, it must have been a mental block for him. Because he came out the next year, this this past season, and he missed some big kicks, some kind of important kicks at, at crucial times. When you were like, he came up to kick the field goal and you were saying, man, I'm not, he used to be confident, you used to be 100%. All right, Gostkowski, automatic. This guy's a machine. It's 50, oh, 52 yard or whatever. He's gonna bang that right down the middle. Um, and then last year, he would come out for a thirty-five yard field goal, and you'd be saying, "Man, I hope he makes it. I hope he, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't pull this way left or something, you know." So, and and he, and he would. There would be times when he would, and you'd be like, "What is he? You know, what is he doing? What is the what is the mental block there?" So, let's pray as Patriots fans that that Steven Goskowski has gotten over that. Um, obviously, has the potential to be a bounce-back year for him. This is going to be a very high-scoring offense. This is going to be a team that is going to move the football a lot. He's going to get a chance to kick a lot of extra points, and he's going to get a chance to kick a lot of field goals. So, I mean, he's going to have the opportunity to have another bounce-back year, and hopefully he can do that. I mean, 84% from field goal range is not going to cut it. He missed three kicks that were, you know, thirty between 30 and 40 yards. He missed three of those. That's That's got to be automatic. I mean, if you miss a couple 50-yarders as a kicker in the NFL nowadays, that's fine. If you miss a couple 50-yarders, that's fine. If you're missing several uh, 30, 35-yard field goals, that's a problem. And with a team like this that is going to be in the mix, that is going to be, you know, in the in the playoff mix, in the— AFC championship mix in the Super Bowl mix uh, you need to have a kicker that you can count on and I will I will be I would be lying if I said that my confidence in Stephen gosowski wasn't slightly rattled last season um, and hopefully he can turn that around I have, I have no doubt that he can I mean the guy is an unbelievable kicker I mean we saw it for the first like I said six seven years of his career the guy didn't miss uh, he was automatic he was great. So, hopefully he can continue that. Hopefully he can bounce back, kick, you know, over 90, 92% field goals and hopefully stick close to 100% on extra points because even though like as I mentioned, I mean it's a 33-yard field goal now, but like I just said, I mean 30-35-yard field goals for a kicker in the NFL nowadays, unless the wind is whipping around in circles, I mean that that's a kick you got to make. You have to be able to hit those automatically, because like I said, I mean that's a, that's an extra point nowadays. You got to be able to hit those. He missed a lot of those. If you add, he missed three kicks between 30 and 40 yards, and then missed three extra points, all of which were 33 yards. So I mean he missed six kicks that were in that 30-35 yard range last season. That is way. Too many kicks to be missing from that distance. That is way too many for a guy of that caliber. So, here's the hope: that he can turn that around because that is going to be a serious problem for the Patriots if if he can't. And and then at this point, I mean, if you go into this year and he is still not performing at the level that you need him to perform, then you've got to start looking at okay, we've got to figure out options uh, to to find a new kicker, either either during the season or at the end of the season, whatever. Um, if, if Gostowski struggles again this year, I think the pages probably start to turn in another direction in terms of kickers. So, uh, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see. He, uh, like I mentioned, he has all the opportunity in the world to come back and, and turn this around and have another, and have a great season this year and be automatic and score a lot of points for this team. Um, he's, he's just got to go out there and do it. So we we will see. Um, let's take another quick break, we'll come back, we'll close it up, we're going to talk about a couple things coming up with Patriots Beat and the CLNS Media Network Patriots coverage over the next few weeks, and, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. Every employer knows that a crucial part of any successful business is hiring the right employees. But posting a job in one place isn't enough to find those quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job to all of the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017. Post a job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with just a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch the qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No more juggling emails or calls to your office. Now you can quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses nationwide. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter.com for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com sportsfan. One word, sportsfan. One more time to try for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com sportsfan. And we are back here on the pages B Podcast once again, just wrapping up the show here, letting you guys know what kind of content we will be bringing you here. During this upcoming Patriots season, in addition to Patriots Beat, we will be also bringing you a brand new Patriots pregame show. In addition to our regular Patriots postgame show with Mike and Marv, we will also be bringing back the Patriots Newsfeed podcast, which will be coming out every single day during the Patriots season to let you know all the news and notes from around the world of the New England Patriots. Um, So we're going to be hitting you from all angles. We're also going to be bringing a Patriots roundtable discussion into the into the mix as well. So. Lots of Patriots coverage, wall-to-wall Patriots coverage for you guys this season here on the CLNS Media Network. Uh, Very exciting stuff. Like I mentioned, we're 22 days away. 22 days away from training camp. And just over a month away from the first preseason game. So uh, the season is fast approaching. We have a lot of stuff to cover over the next couple weeks. Um, Very exciting stuff. So again, just want to thank everybody again for downloading today's Patriots Beat podcast. Today's sponsors were Blue Apron and ZipRecruiter. I want to once again thank everybody who made the show possible. For CLNS Media Executive Producer Larry H. Russell, the founder of CLNS, Nick Gelsow, thank you to everyone who tuned in. My name is Michael Longy. This is the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Media. What's going on, Past Nation? This is Marvin Zun of the CLNS Media Network, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Media New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co host mr mike nice and live on clns radio immediately after every single pass game calling at 929-477-2386 toll free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest patriots contest we also got the stars and stars of the day twitter posts for the plays of the game and everything else that is going on with the five-time super bowl champion